This podcast is sponsored by FAT, F-A-T-T, a range of keto on-the-go snacks, including cookies, brownies, chocolate bites, bars, fat jacks, and muffins. Fat snacks are delicious, natural, and always free from sweeteners, fillers, and seed oils. Find fat snacks at www.livefat.com. That's L-I-V-E-F-A-T-T dot com. Use the code FABULOUSLY10, that's one zero, to give an extra 10% off one-time purchases. Not valid on subscribe and save. Welcome to the Fabulously Keto podcast aimed at improving health, vitality and quality of life. Eating real food in a ketogenic lifestyle. I'm Jackie Fletcher and I'm based in the UK. And I'm Louise Reynolds, an Aussie currently based in Bangkok, Thailand. Each week we will be bringing you guests who share their stories and discuss a range of topics which we hope will improve your health and well-being. Many of the guests, like us, came to Keto for Weight Loss and have stayed for their well-being, numerous health benefits and because they are living their best lives. We hope you will be inspired to incorporate these ideas into your own health journey so that you can feel better than you ever have before. Thinking about starting keto? Take a listen to episode number two, What is Keto and How to Start? Welcome to episode 165 of the Fabulously Keto podcast. And today I'm interviewing Clive DeCarl. I heard Clive on another podcast and thought I'd love to get him on the podcast. And then a few days later, I got a message from a listener to say I ought to interview Clive. So I immediately got in contact with him and he agreed to come on. In the interview, Clive mentioned macrobiotics and it reminded me that I went through a period trying to eat macrobiotically as well, but I didn't do well with that. I didn't like the food and it was hard to prepare. One of the things that Clive would love to do is to come back on the podcast and do a Q&A session with you. So we would like to organise a time when we could get some of you to join us on a Zoom call live and then you could ask Clive your questions around your health and he would like to answer them. We will organise this in the new year. If you would be interested in joining us on this live call and being able to ask Clive your questions, then reach out to me so that I know that you're interested. You can do that by filling out the contact form on the website or you can message me through social media. Or if you have another way of messaging me, then please do. What I'd like to do is create a list of people that are interested and then nearer the time in the new year, I'll be able to email you with some dates and times. So we'd really like to get this episode off the ground some point in the new year. Do reach out and just let me know if you're interested or not. I did ask Clive to go through his story, but we got very sidetracked. And he's written a great long bio about himself, which I probably wouldn't normally read out. But because we missed quite a bit um, when he was introducing himself, I thought I'm going to read it all. Clive DeCarl says, 
I've always been interested in natural health, but my journey into health mastery really began at the age of 32 when I was hit by an entirely unexpected health emergency. At the time, I was right at the peak of my success as an entrepreneur in the field of ophthalmic optics and neurosurgery. Having founded both the UK's largest contact lens company and a pioneering high-tech neurosurgical and ophthalmic instrument equipment company. However, following a course of antibiotics prescribed for a minor health condition, I suddenly found myself hospitalised and in a critical state after a major reaction to the drug. Despite being fit and healthy, the antibiotics sent my body into extreme shock, resulting in type 1 diabetes and crippling arthritis, Before I knew it, I could barely walk and soon holding a cup of tea or doing up buttons became impossible. I was hospitalised for weeks and the doctors told me there was no hope of a cure. My future looked bleak. However, I refused to accept the doctor's verdict and was determined to prove them wrong. I had already thrown myself into independent research using natural remedies and I decided to check myself out of the hospital. I commenced a program of nutritional supplementation which completely reversed all the symptoms of arthritis. The doctors were astounded yet disinterested in how I'd actually done it. My recovery triggered a new thirst for knowledge. I developed a burning desire to find out What further hidden cures for disease might exist that could benefit humanity? I decided an important step would be to deepen my understanding of nutrition. I moved to Andalusia in Spain, purchased an organic farm and set about deepening my understanding of old plant varieties and our ancestors' gardening techniques, along with the relationship between soil conditions nutrient levels and health. As I'm sure you know, due to modern industrial farming methods, our soils worldwide are woefully deficient in minerals and so are we if we eat food grown on these depleted soils. As most people simply can't get enough nutrients from their food, supplementation is a vital and major key to reversing symptoms of disease by restarting the body's innate ability to self-repair. After I left Ophthalmic Optics in the 1980s, one of the companies I founded went on to become the UK's largest supplier of contact lenses. We made boots, contact lenses and made lenses for many of the majors and the company is now owned by Johnson & Johnson. I also ran a lie detector company and imported rare cars from Japan appearing on Top Gear with Jeremy Clarkson in 1993. I then switched to focusing solely on health. Today, over 30 years since my recovery, I have been lucky enough to have advised thousands of clients and I'm more convinced than ever that most disease can be primarily explained as nutrient deficiency and toxicity. I have also been privileged enough to have met, interviewed and worked with many of the leading lights in the health world, from whom I learned so many miraculous solutions to the health issues of today. This includes not just nutritional remedies, but ranges from peptide therapy to bioresonance devices, PEMF, diathermy, 
advanced diagnostics and many more exciting vanguard discoveries with the potential to revolutionise our expectations for humanity and health. So let's go and hear from Clive. Welcome Clive to the Fabulously Keto podcast. It's fabulous to have you have you with me today. Thanks Jackie, great to be here. Yeah, it's absolutely fabulous. I'm really excited about this interview. I'll do a James and say, I'm really excited about my guest today, <laughs> which he does in every single podcast. Um, let's start with where in the world are you? I live in a tiny little village in Wiltshire and it's absolutely dead quiet here, apart from birds and things. Lovely. Yes, I live in a little place where there's not much going on either. So why don't you start off by telling us your story? And you're not particularly low carb or keto, but although the way you eat probably does come into that range at some points. So it'd be really interesting to hear your story because I know it's really interesting. And then how you eat nowadays compared to what you used to do. Sure. Well, I started off when I was about 16, understanding that actually diet was important. I had a friend who was macrobiotic, and so I thought that was very good. And I also, um, but I couldn't do it all the time. I had to eat meat and fish and cheese and stuff in between. But it got me going on the whole organic idea, and... I've been quite good with trying to eat organic for most of my life. And when I have fallen off the natural wagon, uh, that was when I haven't been so well, I would, I would say. So right now I tend to eat, um, low carbohydrate. I think you'd describe it as, but I don't have massive amount of willpower. So, um, but I am very strict really on the organic side of it. So I, I don't want to poison myself. I watch other people do that and it's a disaster. So some 38 years ago was when I got ill after taking an antibiotic and uh, the doctors gave up on me, which was crazy. And um, But I fixed myself with nutrition. And then I saw cancer spelt with a K for legal reasons reversed uh, a couple of years after I fixed my own health. And they did it primarily by taking 35 grams of vitamin C every day. And they lived another 20 years. And when they did die, it wasn't from cancer. Which is... So then in the 90s, I sold a business and suddenly was able to retire. And I was at that point, I owned an organic farm. So I was living on the farm. And I didn't know what to do with my life. And I decided that what I really wanted to do is change the world because it seemed so stupid. And I realized, well, there's no point in doing that because everybody's too ill to be bothered. So I decided that actually I knew a little bit about health and realized the doctors knew approximately zero about health. So I started studying and conveniently the internet started pretty much at that time that I was aware of. And so I was able to, you know, look at a new page in one or two minutes, however long the router took to download it at that point. And I started learning stuff. And um, then somebody said, you ought to give a talk. I thought, oh, really? You know, I can't do that. And I found I was actually all right at it. And um, 
the more I learned, the simpler it got. You know, when I first started learning, I was learning about herbs and Chinese medicine and all these different things. But now I'm much more focused. I've realized that the core of everything uh, are really four things. There's uh, vitamins, minerals, and we're mainly minerals in a way, um, essential oils, essential fats, and amino acids. And that all the herbs in the world sort of don't matter that much because if you haven't got those basics, if you haven't got the diet, the nutrition right, and very few people unfortunately have, um, you haven't got a good enough base to start with. So for me, I reverse my arthritis with uh, magnesium primarily as the number one. Vitamin C was involved. There are a few basic things involved. But I've now realized that let, let's say we were to take one subject, let's say iodine, how important is that? How many people are low on it? I would say 95% of the population are low on it. And so many people are suffering through lack of iodine. How much money would it cost to correct that? Well, it used to be on sale in chemists for a pound. Pound a bottle would have lasted for years. And when people began to wake up as to how important iodine was, they knew it years ago. But then it sort of got forgotten. People started waking up to the fact that iodine was probably the answer to all the menopausal issues. Uh, for many people, it's the answer to dry skin. For a lot of people, suddenly they start taking iodine and the, they, they had brain fog. They couldn't think clearly. Suddenly it lifts and they're thinking clearly again. Uh, all sorts of wonderful things happen, particularly for thyroids. You know, the... The most iodine in the body, men and women, is in the thyroid. Now, if you're, if you're iodine sufficient, you've got enough iodine in the thyroid, then each time the blood blast passes through the thyroid gland, the iodine will knock out unfriendly pathogens, you know, nasty bacteria, whatever. But as most people are low on it, they fall prey to the slightest thing. Right? We shouldn't be ill. We're meant to be healthy. Full stop. That, oh, I got cold every year. Well, I used to get cold every year until 16 years ago, and I've never had one since because I figured out how not to get colds. It's really easy, and it hardly costs any money at all. You know, so that's why we don't know about it, a lot of us, because it, does, it isn't in the interest of the media or anybody else to tell us. No, true. So that's interesting because I wanted to ask you about iodine or iodine, um, and and to find out about it. So what your opinion was, which is obviously that we all need it. How how do we know if we're getting enough or we're getting too much? What, how, yeah, how does that work? Well, there are a number of very simple ways to tell. The first one is, uh, are you um, getting chlorine into your body? So are you filtering your water? Are you filtering the water you cook in? Are you filtering your shower water? Are you filtering all the water, particularly bath water? Because if you're not, you, you will have depleted iodine levels because the chlorine, potentially the fluoride, maybe they may have added in your area, will be knocking out the chlorine. Uh, sorry, the iodine. And, now, the, and bromide as well. Bromide as well from new furniture, off-gassing. 
uh, from fluoride toothpaste. And um, I made a video a few months ago where I poured three glasses of regular tap water, which obviously had chlorine in it. I got a little bottle of chlorine indicator drops, the type of thing you'd put in a swimming pool to make sure there is enough chlorine. So in the first glass, it immediately went blue, or green rather, not this colour, but a bit like that. Second glass, I put my fingers in for five seconds, pulled them out, put the chlorine indicator drops in, didn't go green. How's that? The third glass, I put a piece of raw potato, sliced, stirred the raw potato around for three seconds, pulled it out, chlorine indicator drops again, no indication of chlorine. So I can only assume that in five seconds, three seconds with the potato, all the chlorine went into me and the potato. Um, so if you're having a bath in the stuff, in chlorinated water, what's happening? You know, chlorine was the number one poison gas of choice in World War One. Mm. Millions and millions of people. And we, when we get in a hot shower with the pores of our body open, are absorbing the chlorine right into our body, not, not to mention breathing it. And um, if you're low on iodine, not only might you have thyroid problems, but in women, part of the body with the second most iodine is the breasts. So breast cancer is rampant in England, but in Japan, it's rare. How is that? Because of all the iodine they eat and all the seaweed that they eat maybe three meals a day of, and that protects them. Also, in the Japanese language, there's no word for menopause. doesn't exist mm. because of all the iodine from all the seaweed and all the sea fish that they eat. And it used to be in the soil, but like almost every mineral, it's not there anymore. Modern farming methods have destroyed that. So basically everybody's starving. You know, we think, well, if you're starving, you must be thin. But if you're overweight, you're also starving. You're, you've certainly got malnutrition, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm still overweight. I hope I'm not starving. Well, um, how good is the quality of the food that we all get to eat, even if it's organic? Can we trust it? You know, I had an organic farm for 10 years, right, out in Spain, and I wanted to get it certified organic. I bought the land because it had never had chemical chemicals on it. It was fantastic. Oh. And I phoned up the, the organic association there in Spain. They came round, tested the soil, and I said, well, what if it failed? It passed, obviously. They said, well, um, we test it again two years later, and we always pass it after five years. And I said, well, even if it had been a battery manufacturing factory that dumped all the toxic waste, you'd still pass it after five years. And they're a bit evasive about that question. But, you know, um, anyway, in the next 10 years, how often do they come round to test my soil and my methods? Never. They never. They took the money every year. They never came. Oh, interesting. I mean, you know, I still buy organic, hoping that it's genuine. Um, we grew, amongst other things, olives. And I researched the, the organic olive oil market. And actually, there was huge demand, bigger than supply at that point. This is 20-something years ago. And um, I looked up the production in Italy because the Italian olive oil had, had the highest value at that time. And... 
per acre, they sold 10 times more olive oil than they grew. Yeah. So they're um, manufacturing, mixing it with other oils. Mixing it with other oils, importing it from other countries and labeling it Italy. You know, so we, we live in a corrupt world, as everybody knows. Yeah. So um, if one's holding too much weight, could it be that you're holding toxins? This could be from way back that the body doesn't know how to get rid of because if the body has got toxic poisoning that it can't excrete, then parking it in, say, belly fat would be a good place to put it, out of the way, safe. So you might find, I know you've done fasts, but you might find that there are one or two materials that would actually make the toxins come out. I mean, let me give, give you an example. Sulfur, right? Sulfur is in eggs, it's in cruciferous vegetables, it's in all sorts of wonderful products, garlic, ginger. If you've got metal poisoning, let's say lead or mercury or, some, or something, if you mix a metal like that with sulfur, chemically what happens is you get a metal sulfate. Now, sulfates are water-soluble, so you might have had mercury from an old filling or too much tuna years ago that the body can't get rid of. If you take the right amount of sulfur, and there's um, a supplement that, that I have on my website called MSM Sulfur, MSM, and you take enough of that, it will make the mercury or the lead or whatever water-soluble, and you just pee it out. Mm -hmm. might be the first time for years. And it's one of those unusual supplements that, let's say you took a teaspoonful in water, and it successfully pulled some mercury out. Now it's out of the cells and in the bloodstream. You might feel worse. If that happens, you take more. What it means is you've mobilized it, but not enough to complete the chemical reaction to get it out. So some people, MSM is night and day for them. You know, they just feel fabulous because finally those things have been slowing them down are out. So, um, uh, you know, so, so many things one can do. Um, one of the others, uh, I would suggest is to make sure that you've got enough of the basic minerals so that your body isn't calling for more food. Most people find if they, for instance, start taking the basic minerals, fulvic minerals, fulvic minerals would be one of, one of the absolute basics because it contains lots of those tiny trace elements that are now gone from food. And they're, they're just gone. So some people find with, with and it can happen in, o overnight, that suddenly their body is going, I'm not so hungry anymore. I used to crave X, Y, Z, but now for some reason I don't. And that's because the body doesn't eat for calories. It eats for nutrition. Yes. So a, a nutritionally dense food, you know, really concentrated nutrition, we don't need that much. Um, then there are the empty foods, as we know. Yeah. I just So uh, it's interesting you said about the ful fulvic minerals because I've heard it recently. I had only heard it about three or four months ago, the first time, and now I've heard it a few times. So I just don't – I didn't understand what they are and and should most people be taking them? Okay, it's, it's – Super easy to understand. Fulvic and humic acids, which make up fulvic minerals, 
are in every bit of soil everywhere. They're right under where you're sitting, right? And what appears to have happened is like at various points in history, there have been events, you know, volcanoes, who knows what. But they reckon 30 million years ago, there was an event that concentrated the minerals into a, a really concentrated thing. So with the fulvic minerals that, that I, that I use, I, I sell, um, comes from one of these 30 million year old deposits. And supposedly they say that everything was bigger then. Supposedly there were four times more species. Things were supposedly bigger. Anyway, um, there are other fulvic mineral deposits. You know, you could extract it from your ground, you know, you, and some are a hundred million years old. Some are different ages. People ask me, well, should I keep it in the fridge? And I explain it's 30 million years old. There's nothing, nothing no way you can damage it even if you try. Um, so a lot of people get results. And as I mentioned, it's, it's not in the soil generally anymore. And even if the soil says it's organic, um, how many years, let's say it had been depleted with modern farming, how many years does it take to get the minerals back? Because mm. modern farming means the end of insects. You know, all the things that made it in the first place are to a large degree. I don't know, is it one year, three years, five years, as the, the organic people say, or is it 5,000 years? I don't know. Yeah. But it says organic doesn't mean that there are any real nutrients in the soil, particularly, or a good balance of them. You know, who knows? So fulvic minerals are one of the things that can restore the basic balance of nutrition. You know, it gives you a little bit of everything, you might yeah. say. And the bacteria in our gut, which, you know, obviously the microbiome, the friendly bacteria is super important. There are some of those trace elements. There's one called yttrium. You know, even in the best mineral, multi-mineral supplement, you very seldom see yttrium because uh, as a biological organism, we humans don't use yttrium. However, the bacteria in our gut does. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we're a symbiotic relationship. You know, what, what are we? Well, we're, we're water. So we're mainly hydrogen, you know, H2O. We're mainly hydrogen. It's amazing we don't explode. Um, then we're maybe 90% bacteria. I mean, I'm not sure what the figures really are, but you know, who are we? Well, we're outnumbered 10 to one by bacteria, maybe a hundred million to one or something. Um, so we really should be looking after. Uh, symbiotic friends yes and and then we quite often are given lots of antibiotics which kill off the bad ones or in inverted commas bad ones and the good ones as well and then a lot of people don't know how to repopulate it well exactly i mean over the years i've said probiotics right that's the way to go and while it's a way to go. I'm not selling, selling probiotics on my website. You know, one can make them yourself with fermenting vegetables and stuff. But I've actually switched to a different way of thinking about it. Um, it was explained to me uh, not that long ago that actually the bacteria, along with eating minerals like yttrium, what they really like are oligosaccharides. And the ancient diet, the paleo diet, would have had a lot more oligosaccharides in than we currently eat. Now, um, you could call those probiotics, and there are many definitions as to what makes up a probiotic. But 
from the research I've done, um, what you really want to do is not take, let's say, probiotics from a cow or what you, you want. You were given them by your mum. What you want to do is to get those back, right? Rekindle the original strains. And antibiotics are good at wiping stuff out, but they generally don't kill everything. And um, so the oligosaccharide route puts back uh, the food that allows a natural bacteria flora to, to reestablish itself. So um, we've called, called the product panaceum, like panacea, panaceum. And um, yeah, when, when I started off, I ran a, a company and we were selling like 130 products. And when I stepped out of that company, I decided this is silly. Let's go back to like 10 products. Let's just start there. And that's where I wanted to stay. But over the years, I've discovered extra ones that are so important that I've, I've had, I've been forced to expand the range. And we're probably at, I don't know, maybe 25 or something now. I haven't counted recently, but still trying to narrow down. What are the vital ones? You know, if you put this one thing in, will everything else work better? Yeah, that, that's the approach. And so there are about half a dozen absolute basics and then onwards from there. Right. I want to go back to water because we then got into the iodine and the chlorine in the water. T talk to me about water filters as in, is a Brita water filter good enough or I use a um, an alkaline water filter, but I haven't done anything yet about the water in the shower and the water in the house because I've looked at reverse osmosis um, water filters and then how do you choose which one because some are small and some are big and then you have to have a, all these different things. Talk to me about water filters, please. Okay. Um, the first thing is to find out what you're dealing with. Ring up the water supplier and ask them, is there recycled sewage in here? Is, is there chlorine? Is there fluoride? Are you using aluminium sulfate as a flocculating agent? Which means to make, if the water's cloudy, they add aluminium sulfate sometimes, which makes the water go clear. I mean, as you know, aluminium is good for the brain, isn't it? Mm. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> so, yeah, the last I looked, it was a poison, a toxic. Yeah, funny, toxic. funny that. Uh, but the government loves you, and they want to help you in every way. So that's why they put the chlorine and the fluoride and everything in there. So first of all, find out what you're dealing with. If all you're dealing with is chlorine, then while I wouldn't buy a Brita filter myself, that will probably take out ninety something percent of the chlorine. So that'd be a lot better than nothing. Um, I have had a home where I had two big cylinders from the incoming water from the street, a bit like big aqua lungs, uh, and each one did a different job of filtering. And that was very good. The water tasted fabulous at the end of it, but I used to have to replace the internal filters quite often uh, because where I live, there's a lot of sediment in, in the water. <clears throat> if, if there was a low sediment in the water, that... So that's one way to go. But again, you need a special filter if you're dealing with fluoride. Uh, what I have currently in my house, because I, I'm only dealing with chlorine, is reverse osmosis. Now, just like double glazing, 
There are people who will tell you that their £4,000 unit is the only one you should have as opposed to that £800 one. But actually, it's like double glazing salesmen. You don't have to spend the big money. You don't have to. Um, in my kitchen, I've got, and I saw this on the website, I'm sorry to sound like an advert, um, it's a sort of box-like unit like this, which is plumbed in, and I can choose cold water, baby bottle temperature, herbal tea temperature, or boiling. And so I have it right by the cooker, so I, I don't use a kettle anymore. I can don't have to wait for the water to boil. I just take it right out of the machine. And it's very handy. It's got about five stages of filtration, and that's good. Um, then we also do a sort of under-the-counter job, you know, which can do the whole house. And you're probably looking, depending on the house size, you know, 800 pounds or maybe a little more, depending on what, what you're dealing with. Then we do a shower filter, and the shower filter is incredible, incredible. Um, what it is is a block of vitamin C, and uh, it uh, changes the water completely. It takes neutralizes the chlorine instantly. You know, let's say you've run a bath; it's chlorinated. Take a teaspoonful of vitamin C and put it in, and it'll instantly neutralize the chlorine. The smell should stop, and your skin will feel better. Vitamin C is nice on the skin, so vitamin C shower filter deals with that. Um, if you've got fluoride in the water, you want to buy some borax, B-O-R-A-X. They're doing their best to make it illegal. You might have to get it sent to you from America, declared as something different. And you put a teaspoonful of borax in the bath, instantly neutralizes fluoride. Yeah. And borax is great for everything from arthritis to also, uh, test, boost testosterone. A lot of people are low on, you know, the, the, the mineral that's in borax is actually boron. So I should be talking about boron. Uh, amazing supplement. So I'm guessing if if it, if we can't get it here, the stuff that says borax substitute is not the same. No. No. <laughs> and borax is so safe. You know, our ancestors used to use it for washing in. You know, they'd be up to their arms in, in borax. Super good for you. You know, a lot of these things were discovered as to how they were good for aches and pains or whatever because the people – in contact with them every day, didn't have any. Yeah. But the, the, all the things that are good for us have been demonised. So I'm not sure what our government is trying to do to us. Oh, um, that's a pretty good yeah. idea, but, you know, it's just... It's, it's not funny. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to be governed. I don't think anybody actually wants to be governed, not by a bunch of psychopaths. No, true. Mental destruction, misery, pain... Yeah. Otherwise, apart from those things, they're lovely people. Yeah, I'm sure they're wonderful people. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> yeah, we won't go down that route tonight. Um, so getting some water filters would be good. We could use vitamin C in our bath, um, a shower filter. So if we didn't have a whole house water filter, we could do it bit by bit, as in putting something in your bath, having the shower filter and then a water filter to filter your drinking water and yeah. ideally i would imagine cooking water as well absolutely it's essential it's absolutely essential so uh i've got i bought in the past a couple of glass bottles so when i'm when i'm going out i'll fill up my own water so i'm saving a lot of money not buying plastic 
nasty water bottles and drinking water from plastic is a really dangerous thing to do um, because of the estrogen estrogen mimics in plastic. Um, so, you know, it's a hormone disruptor. Why are, people, why are young people gender confused? You know, what, what's going on? Well, the water, plastic water bottles is one of them. Soy is the other. Yeah. Yeah. She says hiding her plastic water bottle because I just had some fizzy water. Um, but the most important thing is never to leave it in the car in the sunshine. Oh, no, no yeah. Absolutely. I've got um, – so I normally carry my water around in – I've got these stainless steel um, containers. Oh, well, why do you think stainless steel with a plastic top is safe? So stainless steel, depending on the grade, can contain nickel, which is uh, not uh, good for you. Right. I don't use stainless steel pans. I use glass. Everything glass. You go on eBay and you can buy second-hand glass saucepans and frying pans. So you can hold this frying pan up and you see how it's cooking from underneath, right? And they made them illegal because the manufacturing method of that type of borosilicate glass was polluting. So you can buy them second-hand, dead cheap. Um, they, they, If you're used to non-stick, which is even more dangerous than stainless steel, um, uh, the glass, it will stick on the glass to some degree, a lot more. Yeah. But, um, I, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, I don't want to poison myself. So I just, um, try not to. Yeah. So one of the things that you mentioned is that you were noticing that people who had cancer with a K were reversing healing themselves. How did you discover that? And and are you still helping people with cancer with a K? Um, no, not directly, because I took a decision some time ago. While I still enjoy doing consultations, I do very, very few of them. And um, so when I got ill, which was 38 years ago, um, my dad's best friend got cancer three years later, so 35 years ago. He copied me, refused chemotherapy and all the rest of it, and just went natural. He took 35 grams of vitamin C every day, and he recovered, and it didn't come back. So um, I realized then that it was possible. You know, the doctors said it was impossible. They said my solution to my problem was impossible. There wasn't one. And I realized, well, actually, vitamin C seems to be a big answer by itself, but it's got to be in the right dose. And the more the more ill you are, the more vitamin C you might need. In the cases of people who were told, you're going to die tomorrow of, of cancer with a K, and they, they took a massive intravenous amount of vitamin C and, and recovered. Yeah. But it may be that that person is going to be low on iodine. It may be they're very low on vitamin D. You know, the people with the most vitamin D uh, have way less cancer than with a K with than the ones up north who haven't got enough vitamin D. I mean, it's dramatic. You, know, you go to the equator, cancer is almost unknown relatively because why would they get it? They've got enough vitamin D to be healthy. You know, we need these materials to be healthy. We don't get enough sunshine in the winter, particularly if we're indoors even when there is the odd moment of it yeah our ancestors in england knew about things like cod liver oil my mum used to want to give me cod liver oil 
She didn't know why exactly, but it had vitamin D in it. Yeah. And how do you, how do people take high doses of vitamin C without having um, stomach distress, digestive distress? Yeah. If you take too much vitamin C at once, you'll get diarrhea. And uh, while that might one time be a good thing, get get it all out, uh, you know, obviously you don't want that. So um, little and often is the answer. You know, I always recommend to anybody who wants to, um, to listen, there is an incredible video that luckily is still up on YouTube called Reverse Pneumonia in Three Hours. And it explains how to do it. Um, the doctor involved, he explains that he had pneumonia and he took two grams, which is about half a teaspoonful of vitamin C every six minutes. Every six minutes, two grams, two grams, two grams. And after three hours, uh, his pneumonia had ended. It had stopped. He then explains how there's a 20 pound baby who's very ill they give the baby the most enormous amount of vitamin C and the baby recovers after having been ill for a week or whatever it was. Um, vitamin C is what we used to get in fresh food. Why don't we get it anymore? Cause it's not fresh. You know, you, you pick a, a vegetable or a fruit that's got vitamin C in it. Um, a day later, all the minerals will still be there. They haven't gone anywhere, but the vitamin C, the, the, the vitamins have be, begun to degrade. So a week later, you know, how old is our food? You know, it could be a week. Um, a lot of the vitamin C won't be there anymore. It might look good, taste good, but actually it's not doing you the good that you thought it would or that it would have done our ancestors when they'd been eating locally, seasonally and fresh, you know. And then there's the um, tendency nowadays to buy the fruit that's already peeled and cut up, and that's going to be have even less in, I would imagine. Generally, and God knows what they've sprayed it with to keep it looking green. You know, avocado. You cut an avocado; it's brown. Go to, you know, Deathco or wherever you buy your food, supermarket food. <laughs> uh, it's not brown; it's green. Well, how do they do that? Well, they sprayed something on it. It yeah. might be just as simple as vitamin C. Because yeah. as an antioxidant, vitamin C has fantastic properties. Um, but uh, again, processed food, well, no. You yeah. know, real food is wrapped in skin. But yeah. it's animal avocados, oranges. Yeah, there are exceptions like, like lettuces, I, I grant you, but generally. Yeah, they have their own protection. As opposed to wrapped in plastic. Yes. Um. I'm jumping all over the place because there's so many things I want to talk to you about. So one of the my, – my sister always used to laugh at me because if anybody had something wrong with them, I'd say, buy carbon soda, put buy carbon soda on it. And I heard you talk recently about um, brushing your teeth in buy carbon soda, but you also said it's so good for many other things. Can you elaborate on that? Well, it's out outrageous what it's good for. Um, sodium bicarbonate is the equivalent chemically to carbon dioxide. So why is that important? Well, carbon dioxide, which uh, is, uh, uh, do you know how much carbon dioxide there is in the atmosphere? Uh, let me tell you, 
it's naught point naught four percent. I was going to say it's quite low, isn't it? I mean, it's really low. Uh, anyway, we need carbon dioxide. We can't utilize oxygen properly without carbon dioxide. You know, people with asthma might breathe into a paper bag in and out. So they breathe in more carbon dioxide and they recover. They feel better with carbon dioxide, the opposite of what most people might assume. So bicarb breaks down into carbon dioxide in the body. Bicarb corrects imbalances of pH. Let's say somebody's just had a binge of loads of carbs and chocolate and sugar or who knows what, and now they're running very acidic. Uh, It could be just eating too much meat. You know, too much protein will make you run acidic. So um, that's why vegetables are often useful to, to balance things out. I mean, we used to balance it out naturally with our own magnesium levels, but now we're very stressed all the time. We've burnt, we're burning up our magnesium to cope with the stress, whereas the magnesium would have kept our blood more alkaline. So, um, I've gone off the track now and forgotten quite where I was, where I was going the, uh, with the question. The benefits of bicarb of soda or what? Exactly. So, um, there have been many medical doctors who have been using bicarb uh, to correct, correct cancerous tumours. Uh, some doctors, like Dr. Tullio Simoncini from Italy, injects bicarbs right into the tumours. Um, the, there's a book which I'd recommend everybody buy. You can't see it because it's audio, but what it says is sodium bicarbonate, nature's unique first aid remedy. And it is extraordinary. If I just read some of the chapter titles, um, this is, you know, the benefits, pancreas, diabetes, kidney disease, cancer, how to nebulize it, how to drink it, how, how to take baths in it. You know, it, it is one of the ultimate emergency medicines the doctors use. You know, if somebody's on dialysis, they use sodium bicarb as a buffer to stop them dying. Um, bef- when when they give chemotherapy, they always give bicarb because the chemotherapy would probably kill the patient outright, but the bicarb buffers it to keep them alive during the process. I mean, it's just sort of insane. Um, they keep it on the crash cards. If somebody's having a stroke, they might use sodium bicarbonate. They might use magnesium. Um, sodium bicarbonate is just incredible ludicrously inexpensive I mean, hardly costs anything and it's important to if you're thinking of using it study it you mustn't just go out and take a teaspoonful of, of it in water that would be bad it's okay. a really powerful medicine quarter of a teaspoonful in water okay but not anywhere near a meal because if you took it near a meal it would turn off your stomach acid so Sodium bicarbonate, one of nature's miracle substances. And it, and in some places, it's naturally occurring. Yeah. The other thing, so when you say study it. Watch my videos. Watch your videos. Okay. Yeah. On YouTube? Huh. I first got chucked off YouTube in 2014. Okay. <laughs> um. um but I got back on again, and then they chucked me off again. The moment I said vitamin C and COVID in the same term, yeah. same yeah. sentence, it was banned again for life. 
So um, maybe Rumble or where yeah, are any of the, the other ones, Odyssey. Yeah. Odyssey. Um, but when they started taking me down in 2014, I thought, well, I, I know what I'll do. I'll start a club, which I called secrethealthclub.com, where all the stuff they don't want you to know is there. You know, behind the privacy of a club, you know, you can do anything. You can take your clothes off. You can do whatever you like in a club. So um, since I stopped doing consultations generally, now I say to people, well, look, join the Secret Health Club. Yes, it costs money to join. If you can't afford it, write to me, say what you can afford. If you can't afford anything, I'll sign you up for free. But I, I have a staff which keeps the thing updated and running and stuff. So that's why it costs money. But I do believe that all health information should be free. And so it's free if you need it. So there, it's got an A to Z of categories. You know, you've got somebody with autism, look up the autism page. There are some of the greatest experts, you know, way more than me, explaining how they fix it. There are videos of children saying it was horrible when I was autistic. Now I'm fine, you know, that sort of thing. And how, how they did it. Yeah. So Join the Secret Health Club because that's, you know, there's on, on my Clive to Carl website where the supplements are, I can't tell you anything about them. You know, even if I was selling water and I could say water hydrates you, that could be two years in prison because I haven't done a clinical trial. Placebo controlled, what do you control? Placebo control water against. Uh, I haven't done a trial, so therefore I can't make a health claim like water hydrates you. Mm. So all that information, again, is on the Secret Health Club under supplements revealed section where you can look this stuff up. Brilliant. Yes. I, I, I heard you recently and I thought I'm, I need to join. I just haven't had time to, um, to do that yet. One thing I want to go back to because we, we've been jumping all over the place is iodine. Cause I said, how do you know if you're having too much? And you said, you know, everybody is going to ha- need a different amount depending on how depleted they are, how much contact they come into, chlorine, bro- bromide, um, fluoride, and all these things. Is there a way of knowing whether you're getting too much? Yes. Yes. Um, the first one is to become a little bit knowledgeable about it. You know, if you watch, let's say, half an hour of video, uh, about iodine by, by somebody who knows about it, that will give you a really good idea. There are loads of books on it. Um, basically, it's like this. The Japanese eating the food that they do get about 12 milligrams of iodine a day in food. So 12 milligrams equates to two drops in water of the iodine that, that I recommend. Now, um, do I do that every day? No. What I do is every now and then, when I feel like it, every 10 days or something, I might put a big squirt of iodine, say 10 drops or something, in a glass of water and drink it, maybe once a week. Um, if I'd just gone swimming in a swimming pool with chlorine, then I'd be taking loads of the stuff to get rid of the chlorine and get my balance back again. So what a lot of the experts recommend if you know you, you're low and you might have thyroid issues, you might have the dry skin, the, you don't have to have all the things, foggy brain, 
um, hormone issues. Um, you might find that uh, for a few weeks, you might want to take six drops, you know, something like 50 milligrams, eight drops, depending on how big you are, um, maybe five days a week for maybe six or eight weeks or something. Now, most people within that time notice stuff, you know, most commonly brain fog lifting. Uh, you know, people think, oh, I'm getting old. That's why I walk in a room and can't remember why. No, it's almost certainly iodine deficiency, as simple as that. And so, so many people get results. I mean, let me read you just the front cover of this book, Healing, Healing with Iodine, right? Mm -hmm. uh, crucial in breast cancer, heart disease, immune health, uh, underactive thyroid, brain function, autism, Hashimoto's disease, Graves' disease, cancer, radiation protection, diabetes, thyroid cancer, and the list goes on and on. You know, it fixes fibroids. It 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 uh, it's it's in, the scope is you know really it's one of the half dozen basics. Just have to have it. Yeah. And if if you you if you just back off after six or eight weeks, then the chances of you getting too much would be extraordinarily rare. The only time I've heard of somebody taking too much was they were taking something ridiculous, like 35, I think it was, drops a day for nine months, which is way too much for way too long. It's just, you know, a lot. And after nine months, they found themselves getting physically weak. Right. Um, so it goes the other way. Well, you know, just like everything, you can drown in too much water. You know? Yeah. Too much of almost everything. Um, so, yeah, uh, iodine, very important. But, again, it's really worth just understanding what you're doing because iodine is so powerful that you, you just need the basics. You don't want to take it at the same time as vitamin C. They neutralize each other. So that's one important thing. So there are some instructions that are just worth understanding to make it work properly and with a lot of these things you know i don't want to do something every day if i can avoid it so you know a lot of people are doing it every day because they don't know better and some things like magnesium i do do every day because i know that if i don't i'm likely to get things like muscle cramps uh, for other people they might find they're getting twitches or constipation or heart arrhythmia or arthritis, joint pain, or all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah, magnesium is really important, isn't it? And, and I was just finishing on, on iodine, if you're going to use iodine, there's a mineral that goes with it, which is selenium. And there are different types of selenium. And if you look online, uh, put in selenium safety, it will give you an incredibly low level and will say that any higher amount than what they say could be highly dangerous. And this might be true with whatever selenium they tested, but uh, I have a very, very special type of selenium. It's unique in the world. Other, other people have it, but um, there's, there's only one way to make this particular blend. And... Um, relatively, you can take the doses that they say would absolutely kill you. Mm. And this is so true. More and more, there are articles online saying 
vitamin C is bad. Uh, you, sh you should only get it from fruits. You mustn't get it from ascorbic acid. And they frightening loads of people that, oh, it's bad. But actually, I've seen deadly diseases being reversed with the stuff. Yeah. I've not seen any harm done with it. And people are saying, you know, the same with all sorts of supplements because it, you know, where's the money? It's in pharmaceuticals, obviously. And uh, where yeah. the are and it's in their interest to, as I always say, keep us sick and stupid. Yeah. And, and they just want to keep us alive long enough to keep taking the medication, um, but not get well enough to stop taking it. Exactly. And, you know, companies like, I don't know who owns them now, he says, but years ago they were owned by the Carlisle Group, Holland and Barrett, and uh, so was Solgar, who as well as making health supplements, made uh, were arms dealers. That makes sense. Mm. <laughs> people you can trust, people you can rely on. Yes, nothing surprises me anymore. What are you drinking? Uh, well, this is a new product that I'm testing out, and basically it is a, a mixture of methylene blue with a whole host of other uh, things. What? I brought out several products which I like recently. One of them is Methylene Blue by itself. And just uh, earlier on, somebody was telling me that their uh, brain was functioning better as a result of it. And um, so Methylene Blue is a nootropic. It uh, allows new, new neural nets to form in your brain. Um, it's hugely beneficial for anybody with cognitive issues but it does loads of other things as well. And so I'm just trying out a new version, which is methylene blue with, with lots of other things in addition. And um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I, you know, I could go on and say all my products are amazing, just like James Dellingpole does with the guests. <laughs> um, so if somebody's listening, so we got, we got, you know, we have thousands of listeners and every Everyone is going to have something different that's going on for them. And I'm sure many of them have healed lots of things over time with their diet, depending on where they are on their journey. If they want, if they still had some issues that they're looking to heal, improve, and they came on your site, how would they go about getting started without getting overwhelmed? Okay. So, the basics, in my opinion, good water, sunshine, if you're lucky enough to get it, uh, eat as natural as you can, um, magnesium as a supplement, I think is probably number one for most people, iodine, also number one, vitamin C, vitamin D in winter, fulvic minerals, decent salt, preferably Celtic salt, uh, not table salt. Um, if you are after good teeth and you want to avoid osteotype issues, then vitamin K2. Um, where else would I go? Selenium, if you're lacking in energy. If somebody's told you you've got fibromyalgia, selenium and iodine together. Um if you're 
really low on energy, you could try the amino acid blend in the morning, teaspoonful in water, maybe. Um, I could go on if, if, if teeth are an issue, I would be looking at the tooth terrain product, which is basically a blend of very mild essential oils and spagerics. Spagerics is where you take a plant, you break it down into components. You might take an alcoholic tincture, you might take an essential oil, whatever. Uh, you might concentrate it, then you put it back together again as a whole. And very interesting science, and uh, we're utilizing it there. If you had gut issues, you might want the Panaceum product, or you might want to be looking generally at probiotics. Um, again, look at the Secret Health Club possibly as a way to narrow down what it is that you want. Toxic poisoning. We've got several products for that. We mentioned MSM sulfur. Then we've got ones that are good for getting rid of rancid fats. You know, some people get liver spots, age spots. Well, you can get rid of those. Um, you know, pretty much every physical problem that we get and a load of the mental ones can be overcome. You know, niacin, you do a niacin blend. For some people, that's the answer to schizophrenia and bipolar. We do a heart blend. That's pretty obvious what that does. Um, however, saying that, which we've just had to take it down. Mitsubishi, the arms dealer and car manufacturer from Japan have just threatened to sue us over our heart product. Um, I won't go into all the details, but you know, you don't want to get on the wrong side of some of these people. Mm. I think we've had to take it down, actually, unfortunately. Yeah. So if if people join the Secret Health Club, they would then look up their whatever it is they're trying to heal and then follow those protocols, because I imagine that not everybody needs everything. Well, true. I mean, you know, I feel that, generally speaking, everybody's low on everything these okay. days. So. I, some people say, well, look, I'm going to try one thing at a time and see what works. And I recommend, by all means, start slowly, build up if you want to, but take all of it at once because synergistically each thing makes the rest. You know, we want the body to work as a whole. And then once you're fixed, start knocking them off as you see fit. And if the symptoms come back, well, that was the one or that was one of the, the ones and do it that way. Um, you know, I, I'm impatient. I want to see results right away. And you know, depending on what the issue is, I might, I, I, well, I often say expect a result today. Yeah. You know, particularly with things like pain, you know, you want to turn off, you feel maybe, maybe there's a cold coming on or something. We do one called immuno, which has got all the things that you want altogether to stop you getting anything in the first place. Uh, but knock it on the head, uh, you know, if you feel something coming towards you. Um, but again, I'm in favor generally of quite high doses of stuff. That's why I'm saying study it as well, because, you know, if you're playing at this level where you're really making changes that are potentially dramatic, it is best to know what you're doing. And I'll give you a few dramatic examples, if you like. Yeah, please do. I had a client some time ago, 
who was suicidal. And they told me their life story, and I I wouldn't have been alive. I would have committed suicide earlier with their life story. Anyway, I told them to take 12 magnesiums of the right type um, each day. And she phoned me up the evening of the second day, 24 magnesiums later, saying she wasn't suicidal anymore. Wow. Um, you know, it, this doesn't work with everybody. Some people, suddenly they're sleeping through the night and they haven't done that for years. Uh, suddenly the pain's gone. The heart, you know, common one, the heart arrhythmia stops immediately. Um, you know, if somebody's having a heart attack, uh, a clever emergency doctor would inject them with magnesium. Boom. Heart attack would stop instantly. Instantly. Mm. So, um, you know, with a lot of things, there can be fast results. You know, it, it may take months. It might take a really long time to correct your particular issue. But nevertheless, um, quite often, one f- if you get the dose right, you feel it. So how do you know what the dose is? Well, um, with vitamin C, it depends on how ill you are. I mean, I, when I remember, will take maybe half a teaspoonful twice a day of vitamin C because I'm eating pretty well. Um, but if somebody's ill, they might need way more, you know, 20 grams, 60 grams, who knows? And the only way to really find out is to keep taking it little and often and till you get gastric distress. And then you know where your threshold is. If you take too much at once, you'll find that threshold right away. That's why little and often. And then let's say you've got up to however many grams it is, the next day take 5% less or 10% less, but try and keep it as close to that threshold as possible. And you may need to lower it as you get better. But high doses do the trick. Low doses might also be great, but for really serious issues, it's not about high dose or low dose. It's about the right dose. Mm. In a lot of these cases, you're the one to work it out. You know, magnesium, um, Pretty much everybody can tolerate one magnesium capsule at a time. Most people can tolerate two. I can tolerate six, but that's just how it happens to be. So you find your own level. Um, but if you're constipated, it's easy to find your own level because suddenly you won't be constipated anymore. Yeah. For some people, it's been decades of constipation fixed in half an hour. So... If so, the magnesium. I mean, we were talking off air, and you suggested twelve to me. Would you take that throughout the day? Then, or should should I take it throughout the day? It, yeah, it doesn't mean you need twelve forever. But let's say you're really low. You've got some of the magnesium symptoms, twitches, constipation, whatever it might be. Um, you know, hopefully, you could manage two easily enough. So take two six times a day, right? And then see if your symptoms improve at, at that level. I mean, there was somebody recently, uh, I suggested 15 because they were larger than your average. So if you're bigger, take more, or maybe if you're smaller, obviously take less. Um, and then, you know, if you're getting the positive results, then back off. So see how much you really need. Yeah. So go in, go in hard and fast and then, because my thinking is titrate it up, go in and titrate it up. But you're saying go in hard and fast or in well, a no, way. You can titrate it up. That's fine as well. You know, we we are blessed with intuition. And whatever you feel 
feels right for you, but don't be scared of the stuff. You know, pe- people will quite happily, uh, I'm not talking about you or me, but young people in the world might quite happily go to a party and take a tablet to get them high, which and they've no idea what's in it. it yeah. It, they say, oh, magnesium. Oh, I'm not sure about that, you know. <laughs> uh, eating food at some restaurant that's being cooked in something absolutely ghastly. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, it's we, we need to be self-educated at this point. We can't rely on the media to tell us the truth. Certainly the doctors don't know the truth, even if they wanted to tell it, generally. Um, so we, we need to be self-empowered because... Pretty much everybody at least knows somebody who's not well. Yeah. Uh, and how easy is it to fix? Well, it might be really simple. It might be really simple. Um, you know, he- hence a few basic supplements and a bit, some basic knowledge. And the secret health club is one way. At least I've sort of filtered it, you know, because there's so much information, uh, which you can't trust anymore because it's been put out there by the bad guys. Yeah. So anybody who's listening who has maybe a chronic disease, it could be type 2 diabetes, it could be high blood pressure, any heart stuff, could be knowing somebody who's got Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or anything like that, coming to you and getting on your site and having a look around might be a good place to go to find some extra information that they're not going to find on the internet we know it's all censored and that we're not supposed to find out about these things going on the in going on your site and find and just find out more it's not saying you have to do anything about it but just educate yourself and find out whether that is something you want to try might be worth an option for people isn't it well you know nobody's low on a drug pharmaceutical drug nobody is low on one of those but everybody's low on nutrients i mean it's just so so clear we're all poisoned uh, no matter how hard we try yeah so it's important to get the poisons out and the good stuff in yeah absolutely so clive before we finish is there anything else that you wanted to mention today that i haven't asked you or that you just want to share with the listeners um gosh where to start um well the first thing i think is to understand what the most powerful word in the english language is okay it's no no <laughs> uh, yes the child the child's ultimate weapon no right so um we need to say no to the powers that be right now and yeah. you know we we need on mass to get together and say, it's enough. We're not paying your taxes of for you to go out and spend it on stuff we don't like. We're fed up with corruption, uh, fed up with party politics. Hopefully people have got to that realisation. Um, you know, which evil do you want, A or B? Um, as if we really have any choice. And the choice we do have is to say no. The, the next draconian thing they bring in, we say no. Yeah. And if people say no, then no, it is. I just hope there's enough people to say no. Well, how many does it take? Let's say 70 or 80% of the population will go along with what they're told. 
So that leaves 20%. How many, how many of that 20% need to actually physically do something for things to change? I mean, I don't know the answer to that, but how close are we right now to the tipping point? A lot of people are fed up. You know, maybe it's closer than we think. Also, I mean, in about four or five months' time, when, as I understand it, ChatGPT5 comes out, although it will be censored and will only be able to give you limited information, it will be like having a personal assistant with an IQ of 1,600. The current ChatGPT is an IQ of 160. The next version will be 10 times more. So imagine what would you what would you get your assistant to do if they had an IQ of 1600? Mm. And the governments have had this for ages. You know, they, they could be IQ of a billion available to them to work out how to mess us about. I mean, who knows? But um the world is going to change very, very rapidly, it would appear. But if we keep optimistic and say, well, okay, if we're going to get this wonderful technology, what can it do? Um, well, it could go through every medical document ever published and find real cures for stuff. It could go through every language in the world. You know, it, it could come up with incredible answers. You know, if we programmed in it, programmed it with the right questions and it wasn't restricted on what answers it's allowed to give and what it's allowed to search through, could be them. It could solve all of humanity's problems. Yeah. It could go the other way, of course. It could go the other way. But if we say no to the other way um, and try and focus the world, particularly the scientists who are developing the AI, that this could be the greatest thing ever, um, you know, so it could be. Yeah. Yes. Food for thought. Yes. <laughs> So before we come to the last part of the interview, tell people how they can find you, how they can um, find you on social media, podcasts, videos, wherever you want to send them, you tell us. I'm pretty much everywhere except YouTube. and But you can find me on 1VSP, which used to be brand new YouTube, 1VSP, Odyssey, Rumble, BitChute. I'm harder to find on Rumble, but BitChute. But BitChute have been censoring me. They've been taking down my stuff. They're not meant to do that, but they have been. So Odyssey, 1VSP, they're probably the best. Just um, look for your name, Clive DeCarl. Yeah, there's only one of me. But on Skype, there are several of me because I've been hacked uh, several times. But, um, yeah, that's one of the other problems with AI is people are pretending to be people. Um, you know, I, I have hackers who go onto my Telegram channel begging for money, pretending to be me all the time. It's quite annoying, especially as people pay. So one has to watch out now, you know. They they have the capacity, as I think probably everybody knows by now, that you, I might not be me right now here. I, they could have generated an artificial version of me saying all sorts of things that aren't me, and you wouldn't be able to tell, apparently. Mm. Oh, that's very deep. Yeah. So can you leave us with your three top tips? Okay. Um, it, it really, if it's supplement-based, it's got to be magnesium, iodine, vitamin C. Uh, if it were 
happiness related, I would say uh, that when I was studying cancer survivors, the thing that they said most, that when I asked them what was the tipping point, gratitude. Mm. They said that they hated it all. Then they got to a stage of understanding that actually it has happened for a reason, whether that reason was them or somebody else or how they were dealing with whatever it was, and that they became grateful to it because once they've realized why this thing was happening and that it could be reversed, that they put gratitude, and I put maybe forgiveness, self-forgiveness, forgiveness of others down as number two, and then just to be optimistic. Um, I learned only just today, actually, that cortisol is contagious. So if you're stressed, apparently cortisol, the stress chemical, will exude out of you for a couple of feet, and other people will pick up on it and pick up on your stress on a physical level, which will affect them. So surround yourself as much as you can by positive people and, you know, follow the Socratic method. If you've got something to say, make sure it's for, for you're saying it for good. It's going to have benefit, uh, that, you know, it's true and it is building things up, not knocking things down. Mm. I'm misquoting Socrates, but something like that. <laughs> Excellent. Clive, thank you so much for being with me today. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jackie. So as a reminder, if you'd like to be participate in a question and answer with Clive, then do reach out to me. You can go to fabulouslyketo.com forward slash contact or contact me through social media or any other way that you have of contacting me. I look forward to getting your names on a list and being able to invite you to join us on a Zoom at some point in the new year. For the show notes, you can go to fabulouslyketo.com forward slash 165. It would be great if you could support us through Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash fabulouslyketo and you can choose the monthly amount you wish. Can you recommend a guest we can interview? If you can, click on the link in the show notes to send us your recommendation. Would you like to join our Facebook group? Search for Fabulously Keto on Facebook. Our Facebook page is called Fabulously Keto and you can follow us there. Or you can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is Fabulously Keto. Or follow us on Instagram, Fabulously Keto 1. Did you enjoy the show? Let us know you listened by tagging us in your Insta story or Instagram post using the handle fabulouslyketo1 and the hashtag TFKP. All the links are on the website and in the show notes. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, click the subscribe button. Reviews help us to be found and reach new listeners. Please leave a review of our show on your preferred podcast listening platform. We appreciate you taking the time and read them all. Disclaimer. The information in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Nothing in this podcast can be taken as advice. 
whether our guests are doctors, healthcare professionals or not, they're only sharing their own opinions and stories and this does not constitute a doctor-patient relationship. It's always best to seek professional medical advice should you wish to make any changes to your current medication or treatments. Also speak to your own doctor if you have any concerns about your health or you wish to make lifestyle changes, especially if you're taking medication. Thank you.